Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. It is Monday. And unless I'm mistaken, this is the last Monday in in December of 2020. And this is uh, Blog Talk Radio. This is the K Factor on Blog Talk Radio where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it, which I think is kind of a groovy way to start the day and start Mondays. And um, I'm your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Brian Lunt. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, you are. It's yeah. groovy. So we're sitting here on Blog Talk Radio doing the audio and also doing the Zoom simultaneously. And so if you want to see who you are hearing and get the real full throttle of this event here for an hour, then you can go over to YouTube and go to Partners in Excellence Media, and you'll pull up this episode. And, you know, I can't help myself. I'm also still posting on Deborah Carlin under the K factor because I want everybody to remember that no matter what we're doing out here, we need to be doing it in the paradigm of kindness, right? Because the real currency in the world is kindness. Because with kindness, you can buy anything. I like that. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I like that too. So, yeah. Brian, in in terms of our episode and what we do on Mondays, we're talking about the business club, the St. Louis Business Club. We're talking about entrepreneurship. Why? Who cares? <laughs> if uh, if any time maybe in my life. Uh, small business wasn't in jeopardy. Um, oh. Now, now is is a major time in oh. our history because of the context of 2020 and everything that we're dealing with, the complexity um, of of uncertainty. I think now is more apparent than ever that small business is is part of the backbone of, of American society. And we take it for granted that most business owners can figure it out mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of endure through all of these incredible circumstances. But more than any time I've ever seen, we need to support our small businesses. We need to support our entrepreneurs and the business owners because you know, the Costco's and the Amazons of the world are doing just fine. Yeah, but are. our local business people, the restaurants, specifically the service industry, hospitality, uh, small mom and, mom and pop stores, you know, people not being able to manage their own situation mm-hmm. is it's we're in we're in a world of misunderstanding right now. And so I think yeah. pulling our resources together, supporting people as a community. Uh, making a major emphasis towards helping the small businesses in our society is absolutely crucial right now. Well, I'll tell you what, you really lit a fire in my belly when you said it that way, because I'm looking at the country and I'm seeing businesses, small businesses just annihilated. There was a a gentleman um, in some part of the country, it doesn't matter where, because it could have been anywhere. And he's on the street. And he has pulled his pickup truck and and blocked a vehicle uh, that was the health department. And they had come to say to him, 
you, you know, your restaurant, you can't have people sitting on the bench outside your restaurant doing takeout. You, you know, they can't, they can't sit there. And he just, he was very civil, but he, you could tell he had just, that had been the last part of him being unhinged and still hanging in the doorway there. He was completely unhinged. The police were called and he was yelling at them. He was respectful, but he was yeah. saying, what am I supposed to do? Excuse me, you police officers, thank you for being police officers, but you're on a paycheck. And the health department guy, you're on a paycheck. What do you want me to tell my employees? I can't pay my bills. I haven't been able to pay my mortgage. I can't pay my rent for my restaurant. What do you want me to tell my employees? It's Christmas. What do you want me to tell them? What should I do? Now, we've talked a lot about the restaurants, but listen to this. I've been trying to get the phone company back out to me home, to my home. Yeah. And the phone company is not allowed to send out any technicians, depending on what part of the country you're in. That's the crazy part. Depending on what municipality you're in and what part of the country you're in, I can't get a phone technician out here. And I've got some issues with my landlines. Mm -hmm. And so what they said to me was, yeah, well, your particular circumstances, we can't send them out to you. Okay, now stop and think about this for a second. Who are some of the most valuable players in our culture? The tradesmen, the plumbers, the electricians, heating and cooling people, you know, all of that. What happens there? What do they what if we if they fold, who mm-hmm. comes out when we're in big trouble? Nobody's thinking about this. I am. I am. <laughs> So yeah. what do we do, though? Well, that's the question. What do we do? I, for whatever reason, I have always had, um, I take pause against large institutions. I think big business, big government, big religion. I just think when a lot of people get together and try to satisfy a group mentality, uh, that it ends badly. I think when you, and that's more philosophical, maybe it's political, I don't know. You know, I got my degree in sociology, my undergraduate degree, and I understand societies and groups of people. That's what I was educated on. And I've looked for the hope of a socialism or a communist or or, or those styles of societies. Unfortunately, they've all ended badly because, because when you try to satisfy individual needs and wants, for masses of people, it, it gets it gets messy. And so I have a lot of, it's not that I don't love the philosophies and want them to be um, helpful. Uh, I don't necessarily believe in collective salvation. And that's more maybe religious. I believe that everybody is here to satisfy their own path. And for me, the American experiment is is rooted in individualism and allows for people to have the most amount of freedom to navigate their livelihoods. Yeah. What's going on in our society right now is allowing for large institutions, big governments, and, 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 and unfortunately, especially where we are in, in St. Louis County, individuals to make large decisions for masses of people. And I just don't agree with that. I think small business owners, entrepreneurial thinking, critical thinking, being able to think for yourselves and having respect for others to think for themselves is what is at the core of our American idealism um, and philosophy. And I just think that's under attack right now. And 
What's very interesting is that we are, as a society, taking it very um, politely. And I think the vast majority of people care for one another. They want to see their fellow man survive and be healthy. Um, but health, as we've talked about with the holistic nature of, of health, health applies to life and business. Yep. We're going to say that only physical health and, and health in terms of a virus or sickness is going to be paramount and take precedence over business health and our livelihoods, we're out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that as a society, we can come together and say, one does not supersede the other. It's all important. Let's have good, positive conversations with one another about what works well for your family and you individually, and then ultimately our society, and not the other direction. I don't, I don't think that having top-down big society decisions down to the individual is the most efficient way to uh, for progress, and and that's that probably does um, overlap into uh, political affiliations and 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 understandings. But I just don't think that it those differences are as extreme as they're uh, broadcasted to be by by our outlets. I think we're much closer aligned as a society individually than than is shown. And so, again, I hope that people are looking at. Uh, what decisions are being made, how we're navigating everything holistically, and, and that we can band together as small business owners and entrepreneurs to ultimately have a voice and have power to push back at decisions that are being made that are not in our best interest. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, our individual voices are really squelched. I mean, if I go out without a mask on, people yell at me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can take a walk outside, I can go to the parks, I can go to the beach, and I'm fine. I can be in my car and I'm fine. I can take a walk or go on my bicycle and be fine. But if I walk into a store or any kind of an establishment, people absolutely become unglued, fear that I'm going to make somebody sick or I'm going to get sick and, and sue them, or number two, that... um there will be a retribution. Somebody will snitch and the authorities will come in and shut them down. Now, living with that kind of fear and living with that kind of oppression infuriates me. I am waiting for the moment when there is litigation from people who have been masked to have mouth disorders, you know, from the breathing in of the CO2 and, and you know, esophageal and, and respiratory disorders from the, the poison that you're breathing back in and forth. And so that's one thing. But, you know, for the first time in my life, I have to tell you, I have been writing letters. I have, you know, and not you, U.S. Postal Service, but I have been writing emails and social media posts objecting to what it is that's going on, objecting to these shutdowns, objecting to the ways in which, these rapid tests for the virus are not reliable. They are so filled with false positives and false negatives that, you know, you can get three tests and get two different results. Yeah. And so there's, there's a problem with that. I mean, if you don't know credibly if you're sick or not, and then 
you know, the, the thinking is, well, even if you're not sick, even if you don't test positive, you're still in danger. Well, okay, wait a second. So everybody's polluted. Every single human being on the planet is polluted. No one wants to really stop and talk about the false diagnoses. Right. The the reality of what's going on in hospitals, we hear from a pocket of hospitals here and there, and people think the entire country, hospitals are overflowing, intensive care units are overflowing, and all those ventilators that President Trump ordered are in use, so we probably need more. Uh, no, we've shipped a lot of them out of the country because we didn't need them. Yeah. So, And then we've got holistic practitioners who have come up with remedies that are really curative. Our own president took a remedy that was really curative and he boom, turned around and recovered from the coronavirus quickly and swiftly and came back stronger and more vibrant than previous. And yet people are so terrified. The, the, the most dangerous thing for me is that there's a, there's an epidemic of distrust that is being Red. Yes. And I think on both sides, there is a lot of expert information being shared that isn't coming from a, uh, a positive mindset. It's not coming from a uh, source-based, you know, cause-based type of mentality. It's, it's all, it seems manipulative and it doesn't sm- pass the smell test. That's what bothers me. So yeah. at what I say, and, and the other thing too, is I'm very careful when it comes to expertise I never, almost never claim to be um, well-versed or an expert on something that I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the essence of the St. Louis Business Club is I wanted to have masters or experts at the core of it so that I could rely on people that knew better than I do because I don't want to rely on myself for certain levels of understanding uh, and information. I want to go to people that have done this for a long time and have the experience and the education in order to navigate these things. So I don't often say that I'm an expert uh, in too many things. One thing that I do believe that I'm an expert in is is risk analysis. And that comes from many years as a banker, many years as a financial planner, and just understanding this is what you do with your money, this is what can be done, and this is the risk involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the the, the wonderful benefit of going to a world-class institution in Washington University. I got to learn from what I believe are some of the best people in the world on understanding business and and risk and whether that comes from environmental risk or investment risk or inflation risk. I mean, there's all these different factors that go in. Absolutely. When when this situation was presented to us, there was entirely these unknowns that could not be predicted Mm -hmm. or, or, or experts weren't available on a, on a regular basis or at at a wide abundance to help us navigate what was going on. And so we went from, we're going to trust in what the experts are telling us. We will navigate our lives based on that. Well, the entrepreneurs in us and the critical thinkers in us use education and information and then experience. Mm -hmm. And I believe the experience of what we have received is far and away, um, different than what we were sold and told. Mm -hmm. And when you say that given these parameters, three, four, five million people are going to pass away from this virus, 
that is an alarming thing to say. Yes, it is. And experience dictates that a much, much less amount, just based on what we can see with our own eyes and ears, uh, did not happen, then what the protocol is should be adjusted. Absolutely. And that is what an entrepreneur and a small mm-hmm. businessman understands at the core of who they are. Mm-hmm. Give me the information. I'm going to do this to the best of my abilities. And then I'm going to trial and error until I'm successful. Mm-hmm. And what's being put towards us does not pass the smell test. And I don't care what side of the aisle you land on, what your belief in science or religion or anything else is. When we look at just the basics of the scientific method and we look at what was proposed as a hypothesis and then what was trialed and what was received, we know what the outcome is. And so we have to adjust on the fly. And rather than rely on so-called experts that say this is what we proposed and this is what happened, you were wrong. And so if you're wrong, that doesn't mean that you negate what you know and we don't still rely on what you know, but we need to make some adjustments. And so for for me, the small business people are, are, are the closest to what I empathize with because that's what I am. And I want more small business owners to talk to one another. And that's what's been interesting watching the restaurants because I can see them so closely with locally being shut down. They don't care which side of the aisle they're on right now. They understand the onslaught on their freedoms to be able to navigate their own lives. And it's a very dangerous recipe, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think that that's very well stated. The um, And I hadn't actually thought about that in terms of the strategy, the strategic thinking of a small business owner and entrepreneur in assessing risk. Um, What I think is really intriguing is I have so many people who on social media outlets or, you know, because I'm, I'm really not out and about. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to be around people right now. I mean, this year has been unsavory. I don't want to be around where there might be a riot that breaks out. I don't want anybody to punch me in the head. I don't want to get beaten up in any kind of way. And I don't want to get yelled at by anybody. So I go out very limited. And um, when people are writing and they're saying, well, I follow the science. Okay. What's, what do you know about science? Mm-hmm. What is this? Tell me, what is the scientific method? Well, what do you mean? Exactly my point. And we have failed in our country in this century and starting in the last century to be teaching critical thinking skills in schools, starting in grade school and teaching science with the scientific method. You know, people are people are talking about, well, but but so-and-so was on TV. So-and-so was on the news. Well, so-and-so doesn't have that expertise. Or so-and-so has made mistakes. If you've made a mistake, all you have to do is step out on the platform and say, all right, listen, what we thought was this, and here was why we thought this. And here's the new information that we've gotten. And so now this is something else we're going to try. But the insult that I feel here in 2020 is the constant commentary. Well, you know, the American people are stupid. You know, people are stupid. Excuse me. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, I'm one of them and I'm, I'm anything but stupid. And I look around and I see people all around me who are not stupid they're terrified, they're intimidated, but stupid? No, everybody has figured out a way to survive. Even the people who are 
really ill-equipped and need to be institutionalized in some safe setting who are homeless people who are living on the street, they have figured out how to survive. They're not stupid. They're in need. But but when I when I look at what's going on here and, and I've got, oh my gosh, people, Brian, who I love and adore, who are terrified and they are not coming out until they can get the vaccine and they're convinced everybody's gotten the vaccine. And what I've said is, have you looked at the ingredients? Do you understand what's in these various manufactured vaccines? Because it's your responsibility to be accountable to your own self about it. That's number one. Number two, do you know that there's so many variations of this virus, of this COVID? I mean, we're we're looking at number 19. Yeah. And so how many vaccinations are you willing to get? And what is what is the science saying to people on TV, the so-called science? Well, yeah. even if you get vaccinated, you got a mask and social distance. What? And and this and and that's kind of my point is that I don't I don't know that we're looking at science in terms of the scientific method. I can make the argument that um, entrepreneurs and small business owners are scientists in the way that they throw a hypothesis or a business plan out into the market yeah. and then they file an error that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think a business owner understands the scientific method. What, what always gives me pause is when somebody says the science is settled, well, then you are not a scientist because there's no such thing as science being settled. Everything is a hypothesis. <laughs> and so there might be laws about the universe that, that it get discovered, you know, there are certain things that are there that we um, might, un, uh, you know, uh, unveil, but um, there's just a very interesting perspective being pushed and, and that gives me pause, you know, so I want to constantly question and constantly recommend that we think of things critically and we think of things scientifically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the business community and the science community can come together to think together and come to our own conclusions. And if you have the best hypothesis and solution out there, then you should win. You're, if you have the best business right. out there, right. then you should win. But adding outside factors that manipulate um, is bad science and it's bad business. And so that's where I think those two two things really come um, together well. Um, Have you noticed that there are groups around the country that are stepping up and stepping out and saying, we're not doing this anymore? I mean, I've seen communities of people, business owners, a lot of business owners coming together and going to their city hall, their municipal buildings and saying, you're having a hearing and we all want in. Now, uh, in some communities, they're greeted by the police. We should never, as law-abiding citizens who are not coming there, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa did this summer, we're not coming to rip down our legacy, our history, our monuments, to defund the police. We love the police. We love America. We want the nonsense to come to a halt. We want to be able to do our business. We want to be trusted to know how to do it right. So let us in. And the police are told, poor police officers, I mean, law enforcement, 
stand down. Don't, you know, don't do anything to the rioters. Let them, when I heard the phrase, let them work through their anger, oh my Lord, uh, no. And now we have law-abiding citizens who are freaking out, needing to get into their local legal, you know, their politicians, policymakers, and say, you have to hear how we're doing. You need to understand. And they're barred at the door from police who we know that we're all in alignment with each other. It's this insanity. It's just insane. And then our national leadership, I am heartbroken at what the $900 billion COVID relief bill actually is. I have a copy of it. Fifty nine hundred pages, and there are about five hundred pages of it which address the virus or America at all, and the rest of it is foreign aid at a time when America is dying. What's What's very interesting to me because I am a student of history. Um, I've often said that. I don't have any modern day heroes. I don't look to athletes and entertainers and no. business moguls as heroes. They're just other people that are existing at this time. I look at the masters of the ages, you know, the explorers, the discoverers, the scientists, the yeah. Isaac Newtons, the Da Vinci's, you know, the, the, the Socrates and the philosophers back in Greece and, and the Romans. And, and I mean, I look at the Western traditions and I look at a lot of the, the masters that exist along that line. And those were the original source documents and people that our founders studied. And our founders, from what I believe, just wanted the freedoms to live their own lives and make their own decisions and, and know that the decisions that they met, made, good or bad, they were responsible for. And they pushed back on the tyranny that the British government had put on them and they said, we are going to cause this revolution because we want, we want to own our own destiny. Yeah. And right now, I feel that, unfortunately, Washington is playing the role of the British government. And we have a, another class of, of politicians and elitists and, and millionaires and billionaires that believe they have the control or the capability to tell the minions what to do. And the small business community makes up 70 plus percent of all business mm-hmm. and the backbone of the economy. And to think that we're, we are doing things that's going to benefit the larger businesses because like I said, Costco and Walmart and all, all of these other companies can stay open, but the political class can tell our small businesses that we have to close. It's wrong. And the people, I think, are going to rise up and believe we don't need other people telling us how to live our own lives. We just need the freedom and the capability to live our own lives the way we choose. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I would want on our population is a true virus uh, and something that's going to put many people in harm's way. But if any positive comes out of this, I hope it wakes people up to know that you need more control on your own life, your own money, 
your own taxpayer dollars, Absolutely. the things that you have worked and, and, and worked within your community and for your communities for, you need more control over your own situation and not sending it off to Britain or Washington, D.C. so that they can tell you what to do with the you know, labor that you have put forth uh, and the energy that you have spent. It, it is energy is created and, and it's being mismanaged right now. You know, I think about, <clears throat> excuse me, the ways in which for my entire life, I have been a mind body practitioner, scientist, researcher, uh, student forever, um, living it, experiencing it. I mean, I started putting these things together when I was a child knowing that my emotions influenced what it was that was happening to my body, looking at the grown-ups in my, in my midst, and even other children, and seeing what was going on. You know, for me, the ways in which if, if we had a compassionate leadership that was really intelligent, we would have um, spent all of 2020 using the media to teach people how to boost their immune system. Exactly. We and, and by the way, that's one of the reasons why I developed this platform. You know, mm-hmm. it took me a while to get my bearings, but I was trying to figure out how am I going to contribute? I, I cannot sit here as an entrepreneur, as an intelligent person, as a, as a true American who loves my fellow Americans and all of humanity and look and watch and see. So on some of these uh, shows, I've been talking to a practitioner about well-being and how do we boost our immune system and what do we do and how, what do we do in terms of our movement and what do we do in terms of our attitudes. And, you know, this is what the media should be doing is bringing in the experts because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. You know what? I actually, <laughs> I'm listening to both of us while we're taking turns talking. We're both emphatic today. <laughs> We really hit hot buttons for both of us. We yeah. save America, save humanity. The um, Jesse Waters from the Fox Nation got on and did did a diatribe about you know a slideshow and video clips about here's what happened and what did you do? You sat out there and you just took it and then we you know then this happened and this happened and what did you do? And I thought. Who in the world are you to sit up there and tell me what me and my fellow Americans did? What would you like for us to have done while the riots were going on? Would you like for us to have gone out, us law-abiding citizens, and confronted those people? Should we have all picked up our guns and gone and, 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 and confronted those people while the, while the police couldn't? Was I to risk my life and, and my safety to get <clears throat> beaten? murdered, arrested, thrown in jail cells with the people who were the criminals who were violent. I was scared to death. I was terrified. I was, as a matter of fact, I watched it. If I would have had a camera on myself, I would have been embarrassed and amazed that my mouth would hang open as tears came streaming down my face. As I'm thinking out loud, what the... (laughs) So... I fired off. I posted on all of his social media outlets. How dare you? How dare you chide those of us in your audience? 
is so we did something wrong. And now, you know, we thought we voted for the right people. We thought our votes counted. And, and, and here's the one thing I am embarrassed about, Brian. I am embarrassed that all these years, while things were happening in our government, in our country, in our world, I wasn't really paying attention because I trusted the leadership in place. I was out here being an entrepreneur, building my business, taking care of people, taking care of my life. And then it's like, boom. And I'm thinking, well, well, where'd that come from? You know, that we have a lot of these patterns that keep surfacing uh, for us individually and as a society. Um, You know, the debacle with the financial system that happened in 2007, 2008, you had the same story present itself where, um, you know, somebody did made all the right moves throughout their lifetime and they were teed up for retirement and they put all the money that they needed to save to have a proper retirement in their 401k. And they used all of the mechanisms that were available at their time. And they personally did what society deems as the right moves. And then all of a sudden this giant machine in the background that has been manipulating financial instruments, and doing very nefarious things so that they could benefit alone creates this enormous bubble that wipes out middle America and small town America. Uh, And all of a sudden you go from, I'm two months away from retiring and having a nice end of life to I have to work for 15 or 20 more years. Yeah, I'm wiped out. Right? And and that was with the financial system. Now we're in in the uh, health system. And we're looking at, you know, what's going on in health care? What's happening? How are we getting access to our health care? What, what's going on with the first responders and the, and the doctors and all these folks that are taking care of us? Instead of in both circumstances, what are you doing to take care of your own financial situation? And are you paying attention? What are you doing to take care of your own health yeah. situation? And are you paying attention? Wellness, whether it's in financial or physical health, is all about understanding the causes and the cause-based medicine and the causes of what's going on with your financials. And if you allow a system, a larger institution to manage that for you, then you have not managed your risk appropriately. For me in this situation with the virus coming after us, I was taking walks on a daily basis. I was going to a boutique gym that was still allowed during the time of COVID. I was working on my personal temple, my body, in order to make sure that I was in the best condition I possibly could be. I was not submitting to outside circumstances that I had no control over. I was taking whatever means I had at my disposal to control. When the financial system collapsed, same type of thing. I tried to look at what I could do for my own personal situation. What I believe as a society we have power over is if Jesse Waters is, is bothering us, then we turn the channel off. I did. If, if these media folks on both sides, because they are on both sides playing yeah. this insane game with all of our lives of, of focusing on the extremes. I don't care what the rioters are doing. I don't care what the people on the other side are doing, but if they come to my business, you, you Yes, I'm going to defend my business with all the legal mechanisms and and personal mechanisms that I believe are appropriate. And I think as a society, we need to take more individual control back from larger institutions. And if there's an issue with viruses 
and and battlefield medicine, as it were, yeah. you know, you get sick and we deal with the sickness instead of looking at the causes in the first place. Yeah. Well, then that's on all of us. And so it's time for us as individuals to self-educate, to get the right kinds of information into our brains and our bodies so that we know how to make the best decisions for ourselves individually. And that's why I believe that the best societies come from self-governed people, the people that have managed themselves well. And we don't pull a grand society of people together and just wait for instructions from the centralized mechanisms. Right. So I'm hopeful that after all of this, the push that is being put placed on every small business right now, uh, that small businesses can unite together in a way that they individually can empower themselves, but also fight back, unfortunately, against the larger powers that are that are punishing uh, good small business owners. You know, regardless of what side of the aisle that you're on, and that's the other thing that I believe is being manipulated. When I, when I walk, and the reason I like to go out into um, people's lives and, and touch people on a relationship basis, even in the age of COVID, uh, is because I think that that common bond of humanity is what unites us far, far more than the divides that are being emphasized right now. And so I don't want to engage in the conversations of, of, um, of, of divide. And, and look at the things that are so far uh, apart. Let's look at the meat of all the things that, that we believe in. And, and so you did bring up a good point with this large uh, legislation that was just passed. Our leaders, leaders, I put in quotes, if you're on, listening on the, on the radio platform, our leaders are poor leaders because I don't believe they are looking at what benefits the most amount of people. I think everybody's taking and taking and taking. And if you took just that legislation and focused on the things that most of us believe in, mm -hmm. you know, go and help the people that are struggling right now. Look at what's going to navigate this situation that none of us planned for and how can we help meet in the middle that we agree on and maybe take apart the extremes on both sides. I think a vast majority of people would be would be happy with what the outcome was. But unfortunately, it's this enormous um, project that just gets the, the can kicked down the road. And I, for the life of me as a business owner and someone who navigates capitalism at the core of capitalism, not crony capitalism that we're currently under, um, I don't know how you can be $25, $30 trillion in debt and give money to other countries and other pet projects and things that have nothing to do with getting us back on track. If I was running the country as a business, I'd have gone out of business years ago. And, and, and the people, the shareholders, the citizens of this country would be screaming at how poorly it's been mismanaged. And what's happened is we keep voting the same leadership or types of leadership back into power instead of saying, you're all doing kind of a bad job. We need to think about this and add some folks that understand the scientific method, entrepreneurial thinking, and critical thinking so that we can all work our way through this thing. So what was the, what was the bill worth? Was it $900 trillion or was it $900 billion? I can't imagine a trillion dollars. I, I honestly can't, let alone the 30 trillion that we supposedly owe, or at least our, our kids and grandchildren. And I have a, I, I have a, I have a brilliant idea. Okay. So a trillion 
has got 12 zeros after it. Okay, yeah. so the the uh, the COVID relief relief bill, COVID COVID relief bill update. Okay, is um, come on. Probably, it probably has nine hundred billion. Okay, yeah. so a billion nine hundred billion. Okay, so President Trump signed a $900 billion pandemic relief package. The deal also provides $1.4 trillion to prevent government, to fund government agencies. Okay, so here's the thing. How many, how many, um, what's that, what's the population of the United States? I have a, an exercise we're going to do here. Approximately $300 million. Okay, so... Nine hundred billion, nine hundred billion uh, in numbers. Oh, oh, wait a second. This is great. Nine hundred billion divided by three hundred and twenty-eight million uh, is. If you took $900 billion and and divided it among 328 million citizens in the United States of America, every one of those people would get $2,743. Mm-hmm. All right. That's still not getting anybody out of the hole that they're in. When people are losing their homes, right? But yeah. to think that people should get $600? What 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 winds me up even more about it yeah. is that you're not getting anything. You're creating a debt. Yeah. This money does not exist. And for our government to continually add more and more and more to this liability sheet, again, as just a basic small business owner, you know that is very bad business. And so we're giving people $600 a piece or $3,000 a piece or $50 million a piece. We're not giving anything. We are adding a debt to our society that for what really is bonkers is we have 80 year olds in the presidency who are never going to see this money uh, paid back right. uh, because it could take 10 more generations to pay this kind of money back. And so that to me is an onslaught against our kids and our grandkids and so on, and you're creating a debt, you're creating a slave mentality to a, a out-of-control, centralized institution um, that needs to be reined in. And the only way it's going to be reined in, in my opinion, is for small business owners to unite together and say, enough is enough. We cannot, we cannot continually add more debt onto our balance sheets before right. we declare bankruptcy or we declare some kind of end to this constant bloated mentality of kicking the can down the road. Let's rip the Band-Aid, let's deal with the situation as it is, and let's move forward positively. But the strategies that are being employed, and, and as much as I care about one side or the other, 
both sides have done a terrible job, a abysmal job in terms of creating debt on our people. And so, so it's, it's, it's a travesty in my opinion. You know, one of the things that occurs to me that is so simple and straightforward, because I'm thinking, okay, what's the solution? You're talking about the solution. So why is it, what is the actual answer? And we are, we are here talking about entrepreneurship and small business. What is the actual answer about why do we have to close? I thought we were wearing masks and doing social distancing so that people would be safe. All what we really have to know is like what they were teaching people in January, which I was taught before I went to kindergarten. Carry a hanky or Kleenex, wipe your nose, put it in your pocket or put it up your sleeve. Don't pick your nose, rub your nose, put your hands all over stuff. Don't be, don't be, um, uh, um, sneezing uh, onto people. If you have a hanky, sneeze onto your handkerchief. Have a number of them, you know, or if you don't feel good, stay home. Don't come out. If you have a fever, you're contagious. Go home. Don't come out. And if you're coughing, don't come out. Go home or sit in your own private office. So why, why, if we're wearing a mask, I thought if you wore a mask, then you didn't have to worry about social distance. No, or you have to do both. What, what, what I see, again, is this entire situation does not pass the smell test. It's no. also being, it's being uh, glorified as the number one component in all of life. So it's out of balance. So if someone says that you have a risk of heart attack, and you're going to have a heart attack any second unless you wear a mask, well, then all of a sudden you're going to wear a mask all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this, that's the way this virus has been showcased for us. Right. The problem is it's being, it's being singled out as the only factor. Well, I can walk across the street and get hit by a bus. That's right. I can go out with uh, uh, an umbrella in the rain and get hit by lightning. Right. I can go swimming in the ocean and get eaten by a shark. And every single one of these things has a different risk factor to it. And us focusing on this one risk as if it's the only risk in life, yep. as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the mental health risk of being confined to your home, uh, the, the, you know, um, the domestic battery that can happen, the, uh, the relationships that are getting ruined, the, the business and, and education and all of these other factors of risk that are being negated because it's one risk, a certain faction of the population wants to discuss more than, than the others is just wrong. Yeah. And that, from a scientific method and a critically thinking perspective, can be proven with the hypothesis that that risk did not equate to what was originally hypothesized. And so now we have to reassess how we are analyzing this risk. Is it similar to the other risks in the marketplace? Okay, then stop talking about it like it is the most dangerous thing that has ever presented humanity. Start talking about it as if it is something that thinking Americans, thinking humans can manage on their own. Yeah. I don't want to get sick. I don't think anybody wants to go out there and get sick. No. So I would take the necessary precautions that I need to take. And as you're saying, if I am susceptible to this thing, I'm not going to go put myself in those situations. If I have a peanut allergy, I'm not going to eat peanut butter. Right. 
I am susceptible to this virus, I'm not going to go in populations that I can get. Me personally, I am very healthy. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go do whatever I want yeah. because I believe my immune system has been built in a way that I can navigate this risk very easily. And if, God forbid, I get COVID, I believe I will be just fine. Well, but I'm willing to take that risk, me personally. I, and having somebody tell me that I am not allowed to go take that risk for myself because I somehow want to harm others in doing so is just wrong. It and is so wrong. I want to have the, the, the power, the control of my own life. I want the freedom that America has always stood for uh, to navigate the life that I want to lead. And that's why, um, you know, I focus my efforts in, in designing a life and designing business that allows me to do those things. And so this additional risk, whether it's, again, investment risk or political risk in this case, uh, needs to be managed because it's completely out of balance. Well, I'll tell you what. So people who are listening and they're saying, yeah, but you'll end up on a ventilator. You'll be in the hospital day. No, a very small fraction of people end up being vented. And by the way, that won't be me. I am a no ventilator girl. I mean, my physicians know this. And I have an ongoing working relationship with who my health care providers are. And some of them are traditional and some of them are not. But here's the thing. We've seen that the drugs that our president, President Trump, used while he had the virus, he allowed himself to be exposed to the risk of taking these drugs. He took them, and they've proven out to be reliable. So, okay, we know that we can take that hydro, hydroxychloroquine, or however it is you pronounce it. That's one. The physicians that I work with, when people are coming in and, and experiencing this um, virus, okay, the long test, not the, the rapid result test, and they're presenting with the symptoms, including the fever, so everything is a match. We're not just guessing. It's not just the flu. It is actually this virus. Um, what they're doing is they're doing a, a combination of that drug and using steroids. So that you, you uninflame the respiratory system. And so people have clear airwaves. Um, then we have our natural practitioners who found the, that colloidal silver in combination with two essential oils, um, eucalyptus and tea tree oil, are extremely helpful. Like, boom, knock it out. Now, people can be sitting there going, oh, what hog manure? We're talking about essential oils. This is such voodoo. No, if you want to know what pharmaceuticals come from, they come from plants and herbs, medicinal, medicinal plants, things in the rainforest, which is where these, these essential oils are coming out of. It's just a different format, different delivery, different paradigm about how it is we deliver them and where it is they're mixed. Is it big, huge corporations in factories? Or is it these smaller settings that are more personal and intimate? So, again, it's about small business versus massive industry. Yeah. Now, the other part about that is this summer, you know, right away, when I started studying. I mean, my, I was a triple major as an undergraduate in biology, chemistry, and psychology. I tried to fit physics into it, but a fourth major wasn't quite, you know, manageable. 
And so, you know, I went into the biology and the chemistry of this virus. And as I'm reading, it, it, it expires at a certain temperature. Okay. Well, that's why you get a fever, because your body is trying to fight it off. And when your body gets up to a certain temperature, it knocks it out. Okay, great. We try to fight a fever. Let the fever go. It'll destroy what's in you. You have to be careful and monitor it, because you don't want to get brain damage or get into seizures. But, okay, so in vitamin D, great. I immediately started upping in my nutritional routine my amount of vitamin D. And once the sun hit and the earth became warm again, I spent every day a minimum number of hours outside in the sun soaking up that vitamin D. And by the way, when I came in and out of my house, took off my clothes, threw them in the washer because the, the virus can attach to your fabrics. Went and took a shower, washed my hair, washed my body, and kept myself safe. Yep. And so now what do I do? I take those essential oils, that colloidal silver. Where can you get You can get them, hate to say it, you can get them on Amazon since our local stores aren't open. Or you can go into a grocery or a pharmacy that sells them. Well, then hallelujah. Or you can order them online from individual practitioners. But the point is, that there's remedies for these things. This is not, and it drives me into heartache when people call it a pandemic or they call it the plague. This yeah. is not either one, folks. Well, and, and, and again, I unfortunately believe that the pandemic, the large swath of uh, harm that is being expressed is the misinformation yeah. and the centralized role of information when you have a national health expert trying to give some give people individualized remedies or when we had the financial debacle you have centralized you know banks uh telling everybody what to do as a swath with their money that's where we get into into trouble and that's where i think american uh society has to rely on small businesses and local efforts because if you try one size fits all to any of these arenas, it doesn't work because we're all individual people. Again, if you tell somebody with a peanut allergy to eat peanuts, that is wrong. But if by a majority or an average, you know, peanuts are healthy for you, that's what these national experts are going to tell you. Everybody should eat peanuts. And so I just think, Small businesses are at the core of our society. I believe we have to band together in order to support the industry of small businesses, not a conglomeration or some giant format of small businesses, but to empower our small businesses to operate, you know, as best they can in their localities. And that's where I see a lot of the power of this kind of St. Louis Business Club and small business focus coming into play. Uh, And hopefully it will help balance things in this marketplace both for us individually and the things that seem just ridiculously out of balance on a societal benchmark. So I pull up the numbers a lot. In the United States, the number of cases of the coronavirus that we have had are 19 million point two. The number of deaths that we've had are 333,000 to date. Now, friends, Do I want anybody to die? No. I'm sad that 
anybody I loved has ever died, including before this coronavirus. However, 19 million cases across the United States and 333,000 do not make this a national shutdown, the economy, catastrophe, period. But people are buying into this as though this is, there have been 19 million deaths. Now, can we please remember that during World War II, we had more than 6 million Jews annihilated? I don't hear people screaming and crying about those deaths or about what happened in Bangladesh, or I don't hear people screaming about what the rate of incidence is for cardiovascular disease or cancer. Somehow all of that is off the map, and we're only focused on the coronavirus, just like you said a few minutes ago. It is the only allowable focus, dialogue, news exposure, and we've got two minutes left, so we got to get off our rants and leave our audience in a happy place. So when you come here, we will raise the issues and our concerns. But we've given you several solutions. We've given you information about remedies. We've given you strategies. We've told you contact us at, you know, Partners in Excellence Media at the St. Louis Business Club, which is not only just for St. Louis. And you can go to that website, stlouisbusinessclub.com. Do the reach. We've got healthcare experts in there. We've got business experts in there. You know, Brian and I are both here uh, as strategists. We're here to help. We're here to serve. What else do we want to tell them the last one minute? Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time to uh, band together as individuals, as Americans, as humans, uh, to take a good hard look on how we want to um, proceed after this year of turmoil. What's going to be the next step? Well, yeah, I think I think we need to go on strike and say enough is enough. We're done with this. That's what my vote is. I'm with you. All right. Great. Hey, friends, this is your host and hostess here. uh, Brian Lunt and Dr. Deb Carlin saying peace out until next time. We'll be with another episode. Come back and watch as we talk about Brian Lunt riding a lion. Until then, take care.